Over the last hundred episodes, wow, I just said that, hundred episodes, I've interviewed a ton of experts, everything from accountants, lawyers, podcasters, master trainers, and I've been really thrilled to be able to chat with them about their expertise and to build those relationships. But there's something that's been nagging at me the last little while, and I wanted to share it with you. It's something about a lot of these experts didn't have what I would call thought leadership. They didn't have anything different or unique when they were explaining their expertise. Very few had any of their own, what I might call intellectual property, you know, something that's a a true distinction. And over the last couple of years, I've realized that having your own thought leadership, your own intellectual property, really is one way to elevate your authority and profitability. So I invite you to grab your pen and paper, and this episode is going to be a little bit more like a masterclass on thought leadership. And I'm going to share what I call the five W's of thought leadership. What is thought leadership? Two reasons why you need thought leadership, who thought leadership is for and not for, when in your business growth do you need thought leadership, And last W is, where does thought leadership come from? Welcome to the Work Less, Profit More business podcast for accountants, lawyers, financial advisors, and other experts. Hi, I'm Diana Lidstone, business strategist, marketing catalyst known for my straight talk and no BS and the simple strategies that bring my clients more joy, profit, and freedom. You know, as I said, I've interviewed a lot of experts and over the course of my 40 years as a business owner, I've met a lot of them. But in today's global marketplace, let's just think about it. In the global marketplace that we have today, there is what I call the sea of sameness. There's a lot of stuff that sounds exactly the same as their competition. So my question is, how do you stand out from your competition? How do you get chosen over other experts in your field? How do you become the undeniable authority that sought after expert? Well, one way is to create your own thought leadership. So let's dive into the five W's. The first is, what the heck is thought leadership? Well, I'm going to, this is my stand on thought leadership. This is my explanation of thought leadership. To me, it's the delivery of your ideas. The word is your, your ideas and your expertise that demonstrates your authentic and genuine content. In other words, it's your unique point of view that you consistently share that positions you as an authority in a specific field or industry. And it might include things like your intellectual property. So many of you know I have the GROW equation. That is my own intellectual property. It is a framework for how I work with my clients. I have the GROW meter. I have the GROW success calculator. I talk about the marketing sweet spot solution. These are unique things to me. I have labeled them. And people know that when they hear marketing sweet spot solution, oh, that's Diana Lidstone's thing. It's just like when we hear, you know, the name Simon Sinek. We know he talked about why. We hear TED Talks and people share their own unique perspective in those TED Talks. And that 
perspective becomes attached to them. It becomes attached and they build their reputation on it. So that's what I call thought leadership. And You know, I would love to hear from those of you who are listening, you know, share with me your idea on thought leadership. Okay, the second W here is why the heck do you need thought leadership anyway? Well, like I said, the marketplace, no matter what industry you're in, isn't the same as it was five years ago or even three years ago. I'm almost certain that every one of you listening, the marketplace is global today. And so the number one reason you need thought leadership is your competition is also global. If you were a lawyer, it's no longer the lawyer in the same town that was your competition. It could be a lawyer that's a thousand or many thousands of miles away. If you're an accountant, it's no longer the accountant that's two doors down from you in the same complex. But it could be a virtual accounting firm in the next province. It's no longer, you know, applicable if you're a business coach or a life coach going to the same networking event that you had to have competition there. Your competition comes from a different continent. So how the heck are you going to stand out and compete in this global marketplace? One of the ways is to have your own unique thought leadership. The second reason for having it is kind of related to the first. If we look at the marketplace, whether you're reading Facebook or Instagram, there's a lot of very bland, vanilla, whatever you want to call it, content out there, right? You hear the same words in the same posts day after day. It's that sea of sameness. And you've all seen them. Now, I'm going to pick on one industry here. You know, if you're looking at financial advisors and you look at their social media or their websites, virtually they all seem the same thing. They're talking about saving for your retirement, invest with me. You know, even the pictures on their websites look the same. All you have to do is, you know, there's a gray hair couple walking down the beach, right? It's so blah out there. Now, I also want to be clear that it's not about being different for different sake, just for being different. You know, I was at a networking event not long ago, and there was a guy there wearing a hat. And he thought that wearing a hat was about making himself appear different. But sure, he may appear physically different, but was there anything there about creating a profitable point of difference? No, not quite. You see, here's what I see in terms of content that people put out there. And I believe we all go through these stages, and I know that I have. And so I'm going to refer to my business grow meter, and there's a picture of it in the show notes. It looks like a thermometer, okay? And at the bottom of the thermometer, the first stage of creating content is kind of what I call random, right? I remember when I first started creating content, it was haphazard. It was responsive to, oh my God, I got to create some content. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a stage that we all go through. As we go up the grow meter, the second level or stage of content creation is what I call creating familiar content. And this is You know, it kind of sounds and looks like everybody else in your industry. And this is content where, for many of you, you feel like what I call the unknown expert, okay? And that's okay. 
because as you go through that stage, you're going to figure out what it is that really and truly that you want to share out there. Okay, the third stage as we go up the grow meter in terms of content is what I call strategic content. And this is where, and I remember doing this, and I still do it to some degree, the content that I create is leading to something. There's a strategy. So maybe it's leading to an offer. So I'll give you an example. At the end of August, I will be launching my group program, Differentiate to Grow. Actually, this podcast episode could be called strategic content because it's leading up to this offer. But I'm also going to have some other content about niching down and it's strategic to my offer. So that is strategic content. And the last type of content that I see business owners creating is when they are the undeniable authority, when they have unique thought leadership content, intellectual property. So you could say that using my grow meter to talk about stages of content is truly thought leadership. I don't know anybody else who uses the grow meter and talks about four stages of creating content. You see, content that you put out there That's what people get to know you for. When you are different and you have different content, you stand out. It allows you to get known and then to ultimately get chosen, get hired, or invest with. Okay, so that is the first two W's. Let's move to the third W. Who is thought leadership for? And I gave this considerable thought. I believe that thought leadership is probably not necessarily appropriate if you are a product-based business, although it might be. There would be ways to create thought leadership and sell an actual physical product. But where I see that it's not really appropriate is if you're in network marketing or your business is a franchise. Because in both of those instances, you are following a set pattern given to you. It's kind of like a business in a box, right? So the pattern is already there. But if you are an expert, a knowledge-based entrepreneur, and you want to grow your business with more ease and less hustle, then thought leadership is so appropriate for you. I hope that clarifies who's it for and who's it not for. But then you might be asking, well, when in my business, when in my business growth do I need thought leadership? Well, thought leadership is probably not for the newbie. And if we talk about the profit potential journey, which is the journey that your business takes over time and with respect to revenue and profit, you know, a newbie is focused on so many other things. They're focused on validating their offers, their expertise. They're focused on getting clients in the door. So thought leadership, not particularly appropriate then. But then as you become a seasoned business owner and you want to position your business for growth, I often see businesses stuck in what I call the growth trap. So maybe they've grown. Maybe they've even had hyper growth, but then things kind of level out and they can't seem to get to the next level, which is scale. So maybe you're asking yourself, why is my competition getting hired instead of me? I'm as good as them. Well, that might be true, but 
Perhaps they're just a better marketer. Perhaps they have some thought leadership that is calling in those clients. Or perhaps you're wondering why your business is stalled. There's no new growth. It's difficult to attract those very, very best clients. Or maybe you're attracting the wrong kind of clients and it's taking you a lot to convert those prospects into paying clients. Or maybe you're thinking of creating a signature talk and you want to add speaking to your marketing strategy and you want to monetize your speaking and you want your audience to say, hmm, I've never heard it like that before. That's a great time to think about thought leadership. The other, you know, perhaps you're writing a book and you want to share your uniqueness, being different to others in your industry, sharing your uniqueness creating some intellectual property around your unique, maybe it's your process, it's maybe it's your way of thinking, that is really going to position your book for great sales. And you can use that book, just like your signature talk to elevate your authority. Or maybe it's podcasting, you know, why should they listen to your podcast? You see, when you truly want to become the undeniable authority, the undeniable authority versus a business coach or a financial advisor or a real estate investor, when you want to become that sought after expert, then it's time to really take some time and think about thought leadership. Because becoming the authority means you have to be visible to those that matter. And those that matter, those are your dream clients. So those are the four W's. Here is the fifth W. Where does thought leadership come from? Well, my friend, thought leadership comes from you. It comes from your processes, your way of doing business. And I know many of you (laughs) will say, but you know, I don't have a unique way of doing business. Well, I can guarantee that you do. It's just that most business owners don't take the time to think this way. They're too busy in the day-to-day running of their business, and they rarely set aside time in their agenda to work on their business. What if you spent 30 minutes each day thinking about your perspective, thinking about what makes you truly different from your competition? Believe me, what makes you truly different isn't that you get great results, because I should hope you do, or that you're good at what you do. I should hope so. Those are just the bare minimums to stay in business these days. I can truly tell you that once you start thinking in this way, once you start thinking about your specific way of thinking, you'll soon realize there's so many things in your business you can truly identify as your own and you'll create unique content. You see, my zone of genius, my whatever, is helping you get it out of your head, getting those processes out of your head, giving you the clarity on how to differentiate you and your business in a very bland marketplace that is craving for someone to tell them about a different way that they can remember. And what I share with my clients, there are three elements, if I can say this, to create your thought leadership. And if you can imagine, you're on the podcast, three intersecting circles. I'm going to go into each one a little deeper, but just to share with you, one circle is what I call your core foundation. The second circle is your expertise. And the third is a new perspective. And you see, you need all three of these. So let's talk about your core foundation. 
what do I mean by your core foundation? Well, this is where I talk about the rule of one, the magic rule of one. This is the basis for all marketing. And when marketing gets overwhelming, I say, go back to the magic rule of one. It is about one dream client. It's about specializing to service them and increase your efficiency and productivity because you're so darn good at what you do. Let me just share an example. This morning, I was on a phone call in my little mini mastermind that I have every Friday morning. And a friend of mine was telling us about having his pool liner replaced. And he says, although he was dealing with the pool company, the company he bought his pool from, the pool company subcontracts out to a team that that's all they do, replace pool liners. And my friend was talking to the owner of this company, and he was amazed that this team was in his property and out within two hours. They were so efficient. And he said to them, you know, how many of these would you do in a day? He said, you know, it could be five or six. When you specialize like that, you become so efficient and so much more productive that you can work less. So the magic rule of one is about one dream client. It's about solving one problem for them, just like this pool liner guy. It's having one main offer, pool liners, one main method of communicating. So in the marketing, so my best method of communicating is live. Now you can go to episode, I want to say 24. It's called Fall in Love with Your Marketing and find out what's your best method of communicating. And then the last magic rule of one is on one social media platform. Start there. That is the core foundation. That's your first circle. And until you get your first circle dialed in, don't go to the next step, okay? So you've got one circle, this is your core foundation. Number two is your expertise. And in your expertise, it's about knowing what you're really darn freaking good at, okay? Now, I'm a business coach and a marketing strategy. What am I really darn good at? I'm really darn good at helping people clarify their marketing message. That magic rule of one, that's what I'm really darn good at. And when it comes to bigger companies and helping them build a well-oiled business machine, I'm really darn good at finding the gaps. Where are the gaps in that well-oiled business machine that I can help the business owner, right, fix, find solutions to so that they can build this well-oiled business machine? You've got to know that little part that is your zone of genius, okay? That's the second circle. The third intersecting circle is the new perspective, the thought leadership. And in my group program called Differentiate to Grow, I teach something I call your flagship framework, which is like my grow equation. And I teach people how to create that. You've got to have something different that is truly yours. And, you know, from my grow equation, that was actually my grow meter was my first then I created my grow equation, then my grow success calculator. Then as I was going, oh, okay, I've got the marketing sweet spot solution. The grow, you know, I walked you through the grow content journey. When you start 
thinking along those lines, it becomes really much easier. You see, my friends, the truth is, if I was to spend an hour with each one of you and reviewed everything that you have experienced and learned, you'd be shocked at how much value and thought leadership you have to offer those who might be struggling. It's just that for most of you, you've got it all up on your head. You haven't written it out on paper where others can read it. And truthfully, you probably haven't turned it into a graphic where others can easily grasp the concept. But when you do, that's when you've truly created thought leadership, your own intellectual property, so that you stand out from your competition in a way that attracts and magnetizes your dream clients. As I said earlier, the marketplace is tired of the same old, the same old. They're craving your uniqueness and your difference. I'd love to be able to help guide you on that journey. If you would like to have a conversation with me, why don't you go to www.dianalidstone.com apply, and I'll share with you how we can make this happen for you. Thanks for listening to the Work Less, Profit More Business Podcast, where weekly you'll get business and marketing strategies to help you build a well-oiled business machine using my Grow Equation framework. Remember, you can do this. Until next week, have a great, awesome week. Bye for now.